Welcome to the 17th episode of the Gabriel Podcast. Today I have my guest, Marvin Hidalgo. He is a freelance photographer, mm-hmm. loves uh, anime, games, and uh, studied Japanese at California State University. So, Long Beach. Long Beach, California yep. <laughs> State University. Thank you so much for coming on to the show, Marvin. Thank you for having me, Gabriel. How are you today, man? Well, um, been a little bit productive. Uh, I did a little bit of chores uh, earlier today before hopping in here, and um, so far it's just been it's been a chill, just another chill Thursday. That is true. Mm-hmm. You know, I was thinking about it actually. Um, when our last conversation was and it, it seems to me i i've known you i think i met you in high school if that's correct right um no no you, i went to no i went to narbonne high school what i really <laughs> what was so when was like what oh man no i was right, like in person like in person wise i'm pretty sure it was in Back in campus, back in uh, that is so crazy. Because I feel like I <laughs> I met you in high school sometime, but I guess not. That is crazy. Mm. Oh, maybe so. I did only meet you. So was it through like mutual friends in like that like gaming room setting? Uh, I want to. It might might have been the gaming room, or it could have been. I'm throwing this out here. Either anime club or no, it can't be. Uh, it can't be. Uh, it's called uh, Filipino Student Associate or what is that? Filipino club. Yeah. That is so fast. It feels like I've known you for so long, but but I'm like, I guess not. Like I guess well, I mean, college was like still a long time ago, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Were you, uh, if I may ask, I'm trying to like jog my memory. Were, mm. you, were you associated with like anything Japanese? Like, yeah, GSA? well, or, like, you, like, not the not like a club, it's not not a uh, club, but I was like, I did take like Japanese classes in at Cal State, like Long Beach, and and I might have met you through there then instead, yeah, <laughs> I'll just do classes. Okay, yeah, that's that is so funny, because mm. I, I was like thinking back, I was like, I was like, you know, I don't remember having like long conversations with you, like, like at all. It was always like kind of like very like quick, brief. Like I knew yeah. of your existence, but uh-huh. I never, we never really had, you know, got a chance to kind of sit down and like talk, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Yeah, uh huh. <laughs> that is funny. That's funny. But okay, so then I guess um so we met sometime at California State Long Beach. Um Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, so for me at least my kind of like um what I knew about you was like I knew you liked anime and I knew like you did photos. I always saw you with your camera. <laughs> <laughs> thank you yeah thank definitely you. uh you've you've you know been with the, with the camera for a long time and and that combination 
yeah, that's kind of like kind of like what I knew you for. Um, and I would always mm-hmm. see you kind of like posts like on Instagram about like the different like conventions you went to, um, yeah, and, and meeting people, and um, that's kind of uh, my understanding of of you. So I definitely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that is that correct? Is there missing for there? the most part? Yeah, for the most part, yeah. Um, every time there's like a big uh, convention or like either big or small um i try to like check it out and if some of my friends are also going then sure i'll also like say hi to them mm-hmm. and if um let's see and of course i have my camera with me i do like to uh take photos of cosplayers like passing by through the corridors be it's at ax or just outside of the venue and like yeah i'll tell them like may I get i'll ask them like nicely may i get a quick photo and i'll also tell them afterwards like um if they have like an instagram handle or twitter mm-hmm. i'll definitely tag them once i get to it you know and if they love my if they love the photos or like if they see any of my work i mean it's potential maybe like if they could if they will um you know reach out to me to like take more photos later on you know mm-hmm. very nice so there's a couple of yeah. interesting things that like came out of there so definitely uh, the camera seems very like a central part of like uh who you are so what are your thoughts on like <laughs> photography i guess like what are your, what are your thoughts on it oh my thoughts on that well I guess the bare bones of it is just uh, having just having fun with like a piece of equipment and just taking photos around. Uh, essentially, you're uh, you're there to like capture like like amazing moments or like amazing people, or like just of course uh, taking uh, basically like capturing memories. That's like, hey, you've uh, took. Uh, you're at this event, you took a photo of this person, and it looks really nice. And that's like the, my bare bones, just a bit. If, but if I do want to go deeper into like photography, like it's is definitely an art. I'll that I'll like that I'll say, um, it's definitely an art. It's does take time to uh i wouldn't say master it but to be proficient at the very least right where did that journey begin for you oh oh, man or or like what inspired your like what kind of like was the beginning did you see it like photos and you were always kind Mm -hmm. of interested in pictures kind of thing and, and photos right right okay so my backstory with uh photography um Golly. So, okay. Trying to like rewind here. Right. This is definitely put back in 2016. Oh. So, I, I guess the prelude to my uh, my photography journey, I. This is back in AX. I like the years I went to AX, I was always fascinated to like, you know, do cosplay. You know, aside mm-hmm. from just going around the halls 
I wanted to like actually dress up, yes. which I did for like a few years. Was it wasn't really big cosplay or like something like extravagant. Um, I did cosplay as uh, Okabe from Steins Gate. Oh, the One, scientist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah mad scientist. <laughs> 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 I mean, I could, I could, I think I, back back then I could do like a good impersonation of like one of his famous lines in English. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that show. That. <laughs> Such a and funny then, show. It was. It's funny, like sad as well. Sad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then let's see. I cosplay like a like a general cosplay. Uh, this admiral, uh, because I used to play Contact Collection, which is like a web uh, web game, and I was like really into it back in uh, back in my college years. Mm -hmm. But. Fast forward to yeah, 2016 September, 2016 was the month I figured, all right, um, I wanted to pick up photography, and the reason why is because I personally want to be more involved with the cosplay community. Mm. If I, yeah, if I can't cosplay or if cosplay is not for me, I felt that. Taking photos, you know, taking photos of cosplayers will also get me more involved in the cosplay community. Oh. And there was this one, yeah, there was this one event back at that year, Anime California, where I picked up uh, my, I guess, my mom's DSLR. And then I just uh, figured, all right, I'll just take... Uh, ask for photos around and from there on like i got so fascinated i've seen other cosplay photographers around like some of them like doing their work some of them like doing photo shoots with other cosplayers it's like all right i could i could definitely like this yeah Very. so that's <laughs> I love the. I, I mean, I love it. So it started with your, you know, your interest in in the cosplaying, uh, in in cosplaying, and then like the cosplaying community. I wanted to yeah. be more involved in that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So then, how did how did you think it's evolved? Do you think it's kind of like stayed within that community, or do you think uh, you're just kind of interested in taking photos in general? That's actually that's a good question. Um, I'm definitely more. I'm still more inclined to take. Uh, cosplay photos for sure but how it's evolved throughout the years it's like yeah i um at one point can't remember or i don't know what year or when exactly but mm-hmm. i want to do more than just cosplay i want to like do more like just casual uh, shoots like casual fashion and sometimes when i do like do like some hikes or like when i go out uh i guess it's more uh scenery or more have a has more like a scenic view i do a little bit of a so called uh landscape photos just because Mm -hmm. so it's been like yeah from cosplay i could i could do casual uh fashion shoots 
and let's see uh, what else I did I want to say I experimented with um, I guess low lights or like kind of like city landscape shoots mm-hmm. and there was a, yeah just a little bit there was a time where I went back to my hometown uh, San Pedro uh, parked around like uh, around downtown San Pedro. Uh, let's see. It was at night too. I was just like doing like long exposure photography just to uh take photos of like the light trails, like cars passing by. Uh-huh. And I was like fascinated on that uh, concept too. Yeah. And it kind of like worked I, the first time you you tried it. It it worked. It definitely worked. Oh. Um. I kind of want to like try like different um, places to uh, do so again, like uh, different cities, like downtown Long Beach. But of course, it has to be like at night. I don't want to be like um, out too late because <laughs> like some places are really sus. I'll say. Right. Okay. So so what about the you, you called photography and art? Um, uh-huh. So how much of like the what about the technical aspect of photography? Um, did you kind of expand into that? Like, because you started out like not knowing much, I'm assuming. And then how mm. much did that progress in terms of technical ability? Okay. Um, well, you're right. that when I started, I did not know much at all. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, I've never taken any um, like formal classes for mm-hmm. photography. It, all everything that I've learned was all self-taught oh. and like yeah all self-taught and like some uh, pointers uh, some stuff uh, here and there from my other photography friends uh, if I may ask like technical points as in like um, composition or talking about like post-process or post-editing uh, uh, I guess like yeah the whole spectrum of the of the photography process like i guess like i remember i i mean i picked up the camera as well you know right. I, I do a little bit of stuff on that and i remember when i picked it up i didn't know anything like in terms of like you know the you know the i didn't know anything about like iso and exposure uh, yes, and, yes, yes. and okay. all this stuff yeah all right so in the beginning of um my photography uh, experience. Mm-hmm. I, of course, I did not know any of that stuff like beforehand. I had, I think, I remember having almost everything at um, like auto settings, mm-hmm. but not bo- not touching up on that just yet. Um, I've had my, I guess, uh, cosplayer or I guess the model, like just do. Like, I asked them to do some poses, like, something, like, simple. And, like, yeah, something simple, something easy for them to do. And mm. something that kind of also relates to the character they're cosplaying. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Like, posing is one of the, I guess, components for uh, photography. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to make sure the your models are comfortable. They, uh, like, whatever pose they're doing, they're comfortable. I want to make them feel relaxed and like, and from there on, it is a photographer's job to like get a good angle uh, of it of that pose. 
uh, going back to like the camera stuff, like all the uh, little settings. Um, let's see. It wasn't that long until I did meet another uh, friend uh, who also does photography, also in Cal State Long Beach. He taught me a little bit about ISO, um, maybe a little bit about white balance, but also like the aperture setting as well. Because mm-hmm. uh, I guess a quick rundown of it. ISO um, helps, let's see, helps the camera like take in light coming in. I know that's also related to what aperture too, but it adjusts like I guess the lighting of the camera. Um, a higher number of an ISO, higher number means it'll look more brighter, but there's more uh, noise. Noise for a camera meaning that there's it's gonna look grainy. Whereas lower number, there's like lower lights, but that's definitely useful if you're uh, outside in a bright, uh, bright sunny day. Mm-hmm. And of course, low number, low ISO, it's gonna look less grainy, which is like the goal. You don't uh, want your photos to be looking like grainy or like pixelated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess one other thing I'll touch up on is aperture. Uh, aperture also does uh, is also influenced by light intake. Uh, again, lower aperture. Uh, low, uh, yeah, lower aperture. The more uh, light the camera will get. Higher aperture, the less light. And how I could describe. Aperture is like kind of like uh, the pupil of the eyes. If your pupil is like like big, um, what's it called? It'll of course uh, you'll try to uh, get as much lights in to like see. Mm-hmm. But if your pupil is more like dilated, like uh, dilated to like a you know small, mm-hmm. and of course um, there's too much light, so. That's kind of like, it's that's kind of how I guess I would describe it. Right. It's yeah. To the average Joe, though, like that's how I would just kind of like describe it. It's it does sound like a lot to take in, mm-hmm. but with hands-on experience, it will like uh, uh, it will be much more understandable for sure. Got it. Got it. What about the um. What about the post editing process? How is that journey like for you? Right. Okay, post editing. I hmm. How was that for me? So I know back in 2016, uh, mm-hmm. I did have uh, Adobe Photoshop. I did have Photoshop with me, um, and like that, I just like uh, just played around with it, just to. Um, what's it called? Just to see how it is, instead of like sending photos, sending back the photos as is, I wanted to like kind of enhance them in a way, like make the colors more, uh, make the colors stand out, or like reduce any like uh, grain, like yeah, reduce any like noise or grain in the uh, photos. And for me, let's see. It definitely took a while to like 
learn or to like be at least proficient on it. Um, let's see. But then later on, later on, I was told that I should also get Lightroom and then use Photoshop. Because uh, I know, yeah, so later on, later down the road, I was able to get Lightroom. Mm -hmm. And that was uh, um, even much more of a help because, uh, let's see, how to explain it. Lightroom and Photoshop go hand in hand. The first one, Lightroom, enhances the, I guess, yeah, it does what it does. It enhances the lights, uh, I guess the brightness, contrast, and sometimes also color of the, um, of the photo. And then uh, Photoshop. Going to Photoshop, you can add in more effects there. You can also, uh, let's see. Yeah, you can add in more effects. You can still uh, edit the lights, or I guess the lighting, or the uh, warmth, how cool or how warm uh, your photo would want to look. And let's see, so from that, yeah, so that's how I would describe the post editing, uh, I guess, two programs I'd use. Mm -hmm. um, from, let's see. Uh, how long it takes to edit depends on what you're trying to, uh, I guess, uh, what you're trying to make, what you're trying to accomplish. If you're just, if it's like a basic um, touch up, I'd say, uh, definitely using Lightroom just to enhance the uh, picture, making it a little bit more brighter, uh, eliminating any noise. And adjusting the colors is definitely, um, definitely Lightroom can accomplish that. But if you want to add more effects to it or enhance any like effects, Adobe is there uh, to add those in. And I also use Adobe. Uh, oh, sorry, Adobe Photoshop. Sorry, mm -hmm. Adobe Photoshop um, effects. But I also use that to add in my uh, logo. I've um, I've made. Uh, a handful of uh, my own photography uh, logos and watermarks throughout the years. Ah. Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, let's see. So I guess to be more specific with that answer of how long, um, it could definitely take days, I'll say, if you're like, if there's like, a bunch of photos you have in a set. If you want to like do like high, like what's it called, um, high quality or like a top notch uh, effect, um, or it could just take like a few hours just to, uh, um, just to like do small touch ups, enhance any lighting, or just small effects as well. It all depends, um, in my personal opinion. Okay. Sounds yeah. good. Hmm. That'd be interesting. So we talked a little bit on photography. Yeah. And we talked a little bit. Um, and then later, I feel like, okay, so we want to talk about anime and Japanese. So I want to get a little bit on the 
uh, where we kind of go back a little bit and trying to figure out the story of of Marvin. So, um, you mentioned you were originally from San Pedro. Is that correct? Yeah, my hometown's uh, San Pedro. Um, still living now in Torrance. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, how long were you in that area for? Um, let's see. I was there. I was living in San Pedro until when I was like six years old. So about two thousand. Like ninety five. No, not six years old. Actually, not six years old. Um. Oh man, I'm trying to like remember here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I think it was like around the third grade. Yeah, third grade. Uh, I moved from San Pedro to Torrance. Oh, okay. Yeah. And how was that? transition because that's in the middle of like elementary school right so you're making a couple of friends and that always kind of sucks it honestly well i guess from my experience it wasn't too bad only because i was able to stick to the same school um i was going to oh really yeah i wasn't like my my elementary school was part of lausd I know I mentioned that I moved to Torrance, but I was still able to take my classes and stay with my friends in the same school. I didn't have oh, to go to like any oh. Torrance uh, unified school. Interesting. Yep. Okay, that's cool. And um, how was your elementary school in general? Do you think if you had any memories of it? <laughs> it was. It was fun. It was like I guess um how to explain it it was definitely fun made a lot of friends um i want to say almost all my friends i've met in elementary school uh i stuck with them up to like high school Ah. yeah but there's only like from that even like a handful of uh, friends that i know like since elementary school i still uh, keep in touch with them as of today Oh, that's super cool. Yep. Yeah, that's really nice. So uh, when you when you can uh, keep those connections for a long time, and mm. you know those things are rare, so super cool to to have them. Yep. What were you uh, like as a kid? If you remember, were you kind of because you said you met a lot of friends? So were you like you think oh, you were man. social and and you know? Really... Oh man, I guess <laughs> that's good to point out because I know I said. I've... I know I made a lot of friends, but I still felt I was like shy. I, as a kid, I felt like I was like shy to even meet other friends outside of my circle. Mm. You know, like even like progressing through the grades, like progressing through grades, like going to from middle school to high school. Like at the beginning, I was like, ah, I might, I don't know if uh, they'll be friends with me or like. I don't know if I'm gonna make a good first impression. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'll say. Although high school, uh, high school me, yes, were oh man. Um, I guess I was uh, I was more active, so to say, mm-hmm. or at least uh, 
during my last two years in high school, I was more active. Uh, the first two, um, let's see. Yeah, so the first two years in Narbonne, uh, I would say, like, of course, um, made some friends here and there. But then I was also into this uh, program. Uh, let's see. I was into this uh, high school program that's uh, kind of like tailored to, uh, what's it called? It's like an alternative to PE, general mm -hmm. PE. Uh, have you heard of uh, ROTC? Yes. The... Uh, were you? Uh-huh. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's like a military program like to teach high schoolers about the military. Right. And growing up, I was a military kid. I am part of a military family. Yeah. Uh, although I didn't, uh, I didn't have the experience of like moving from one place to another like all the time. Again, the only move I, the only move I did mention was from San Pedro to Torrance. That's pretty much it. Okay. Because um, like back back then, I really wanted to join the military, like my like my dad. Mm -hmm. And uh, my high school, Narbonne, offered kind of offered that, but it was under uh, Navy. So I figured, all right, so I'll see how this goes. I didn't want to do uh, like uh, PE, like all five days in the week. Mm -hmm. uh, the program only had like three days of, of the week, or like, um, like kind of like similar to PE, but there's like the other two days. Where it was like one of them is either uh, some drills or like one of them can also be for like uniform, like wearing an actual military uniform. I was really like into it, I'll say. Uh, and uh, I think among my class, I was like, I guess one of the um, one of those students that actually like. Yeah, was into it and kind of uh, flew by the ranks uh, pretty quickly. Ah, interesting. And then, mm -hmm. yeah, sorry to interrupt, but but aside from that, was also my start of I guess uh, Japanese language. Right. Mm -hmm. I definitely want to get into that, but I want to stick with this ROTC real quick. So you did that for two years, or did you just do that all? Four of the, of the high uh, two years, only two years. Oh, okay. Was there? Was it only two years, or did you stop for like a reason? Yeah, it was only two years, and the main reason why I stopped was to like focus more on my uh, studies. Okay. Um. Yeah, I I do know of RTC because in in my high school, like Long Beach Poly, um, they do have it there too, mm -hmm. and. You know, I would always see them kind of like doing their, you know, early in the morning. I would see them kind of doing their stuff over there, and I'm always like, "Yeah, it looked. It, I mean, it, it is pretty intense, <laughs> at least from the look. I mean, it's mm -hmm. like, well, did you think it was as, or was it as intense as it looked? It was definitely as intense as it looked, but I guess I think Long Beach Poly, if I'm not mistaken, yours is tailored to uh, army. Oh. Whereas mine was tailored to the navy. Okay. Uh, regardless, regardless though, it's 
I guess regardless, uh, it does differ in, I guess, uh, training regiment, regimen, like different uh, exercises that we do. But regard, uh, all in all, it's it can be intense. But uh, for me, though, I was able to, uh, with, I guess, I was able to uh, withstand it. Plus, I'd say I got more out of it than regular PE. Right. So you mentioned how the reason why you started it was, uh, you know, you came from a military family and wanted to go, you know, to the um, army like your dad. Is, is that correct? Uh, Air Force, yeah. Air Force. Yeah. Um, how did your did that change over the years through high school? <laughs> oh man, not throughout the years of high school, but kind of like. Kind of like uh, middle college and even beyond college, I'll say. Okay, so that's interesting. Mm. So, so the experience that ROTC kind of you you mentioned it was like a good experience. Oh yeah, definitely was a good experience because uh, it did teach me a lot about uh, leadership, and I guess I'd say it did kind of help me uh, go out of my bubble. Mm -hmm. fascinating fascinating okay going back really quickly to to when you were a kid did you have um Mm. like a favorite subject growing up kind of like how was your Uh, view on academics (laughs) math you like i always thought of myself as like kind of like a math kid yeah Mm -hmm. okay um how how to describe it yeah especially with middle school I did join uh, Math Counts, which was like, you know, a program for, uh, well, as the name states, it's like a math uh, tailored uh, after school program. Mm -hmm. And that's, of course, where I met more of my friends there. A few of them did go to like other schools, like one of those uh, prestigious schools like CAMS or like... uh, uh, Harvard teacher prep. Mm-hmm. And I also thought I'd also, I mean, I did have fun with it regardless. Yeah. It was like, uh, interesting, uh, I guess, uh, math training, math, the uh, problems that we had to solve. Mm-hmm. What else? Uh, although like, of course years go on and I, honestly, it took a 180 when it hits uh, college. Oh. What happened in college? Uh, Calc 1 happened. <laughs> <laughs> right. That is so yeah. interesting. I, well, yeah. I couldn't pass Calc 1, or I, I don't say pass, but I got a D in Calc 1 back in the, my first year in college, mm-hmm. and I was a pre-computer computer engineering at the time, and that grade didn't uh, didn't fly by. So, yeah, I know fast forwarding, uh, that's where I had to um, switch my majors at that point. Got it. Interesting. What What do you think? Like he found like was so challenging about it. I know. I mean, I've taken calc, and uh, it's uh-huh. it is like a it's a completely different like math that you know us from everything that we've kind of 
done before. It's like everything we've mm. done before is in service of it, but it's more of a concept. It like, definitely, yeah, it definitely felt more of a concept. Like, like how do I say it? It's like, uh, oh man, it's hard to explain. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's there are theories. It's like more theorizing um, these uh, concepts, how these numbers work, mm-hmm. and especially going like, especially if you take it with like physics, like going with like physics or like engineering. That's where it, it all. I guess it all counts. Like measurements and all uh, have to be precise. Mm-hmm. Uh, math theory is it's is a league of its own which i am not gonna talk about (laughs) yeah so did that shock you that kind of kind of it seems like you were you considered yourself a math person and high school i mean it seems like it went okay and then you hit calc and then it was it like a wall and and you just yeah a shock for you yeah it definitely uh felt like a wall of like uh it definitely felt like wall on my journey of points and i was like huh if this is not the way if this is not my path then there are other stuff that i could that pursue so interesting so you mentioned that was in the service of the computer um was it engineering computer engineering how did that come about was it in terms of interest or major yeah definitely in terms of interest that i wanted to do something with computers Mm -hmm. uh as my college career and like there was like a choice between comp sci and engineering because comp sci was more like programming whereas engineering is more like hands-on and i did want to be more hands-on like with computers, mm. but of course, uh, Calc One was a roadblock for me, so that's kind of didn't go well. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. What was mm. the interest in computers? Like, where did that? Um, did you just use computers all the time? Yeah, uh, essentially, I used computers all the time. Uh, I did take a basic uh, computer. Uh, computer class uh, during my last year in uh, high school and then I was like more interested in a little bit interest of games or like game development mm-hmm. you know I felt like maybe I could try being a game developer but like because I'll play a lot of these games like throughout my life you know video games yeah fascinating Hmm. Okay. Okay. So then I want to transition a little bit into the anime slash Japanese portion of, of Marvel. Tell me a little bit about Okay. That. That's a good transition because after um my roadblock, I was, you know, deciding what to what to major in next. And so, um I remembered back in high school that I did take three years of Japanese language. 
mm-hmm. at the time uh, Narbon uh, offered that as like a secondary language. So, um, me during my college years, uh, to get past my roadblock, I figured I'd switch from computer engineering to Japanese studies, Japanese language. Uh, let's see. I know that it's kind of like bouncing back and forth, mm-hmm. but I yeah, I did take three years of uh, the language back in high school. And to touch up on the anime portion, I was part of the anime club there mm. in high school. Interesting. What, why... Um... So what was the origin story on the Japanese? Why did you take it in high school? Or was it just because okay. of a requirement kind of thing? Or I mean, not just requirements. I want to, well, even before high school, I was, I watched, uh, uh, I watched a good amount of anime mm. growing up. Of course, Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, <laughs> um, I think a little bit of Digimon, sure. Uh, let's see. Mega, well, I guess Mega Man does count, but then there's also, um, let's see, there's also, uh, oh gosh, Zatch Bell and uh, Full Metal Alchemist. Yes. I was like, all those, like, uh, all the classics uh, growing up, pretty much. What did you enjoy about it? Like, anime? Uh, like- just the, I guess, the art style. Like how it's like so unique to the Western cartoons that we have, mm-hmm. and uh, how well. Let's see. Yeah, definitely. Like our style was very different. Um, in terms of Yu-Gi-Oh, like of course, there's like a whole uh, fantasy of card games, and then I, I guess that's how I also got into um, the card game itself that we have here. Mm-hmm. Um, the Pokemon was definitely like also one of the um, classic uh, anime that I've watched, and like of course it's like um, you're traveling with uh, I guess a pocket monster, like getting these little badges, like trying to become number one, you know? Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean on the Yu-Gi-Oh part, I mean I loved Yu-Gi-Oh. As a kid, I was hooked on Yu-Gi-Oh, like, watching it every Saturday. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cartoons kind of thing, I mean. Mm-hmm. It, it was something, like, you know, me and my brother played, and... Yeah, it, it's so fascinating, because it's, like... It was different, I guess. Like, it's, um... Mm-hmm. In the regular cartoons, it's, like, story... Like, there's a lot... At least for me, it seemed like there was, like, a... Kind of like a longer story compared to like regular like like uh yeah then uh regular cartoons like that spans like you know seasons uh compared mm-hmm. to yeah. just like an episode basis on some of these cartoons right right like um what's it called uh, especially with yeah Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon that those come to mind Something like Western cartoons have like stories, like short stories, like that are different each episode. Whereas the story in anime, again, Pokemon, Yu Gi Oh! it continues on each episode. Or like there's like a different arc, different season. Mm-hmm. You know? 
I'd say those tell a longer story uh, rather than Western cartoons. Okay. So, were you... Okay, interesting. So then, I'm assuming you first got exposed, like, through, like, TV? Yep, TV. And then you progressed... When did you, like, realize, like... Because I didn't know that there was, like, a Japanese version of the shows that I was watching on uh, TV. Oh. Uh, <laughs> right, right. Um... I don't remember, like, my very first experience with, like, Japanese dub. Well, I know going to, um, what's it called? I think middle school. Uh, there was, like, the TV shows, like, that you see on, like, weekends. But I found out about, like, well, cable television, there's, like, a dedicated um like on demand selection um, for hmm. anime. Yeah. But uh at the time it was still of course English dub. Mm-hmm. Um so that's where I got uh, I guess my ex- more exposure to like more anime outside of like the usual that you see on TV. I can't remember. I'm trying to remember my first dub. Title? I don't know, cause <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like thinking, cause it can't. Honestly, it can't be. Man, <laughs> yeah, I know it's a long time ago. It's difficult, I'll say. Um, for me, I think it was Naruto. I I think I remembered. I watched. Okay. I watched Naruto on the dub on that. So I was going to yeah. like a friend's house. I, you know, I would on that cable uh, channel, yeah. and you know, it's still dub. And then I think I, I on my own time, I wanted to watch it. And then I, mm. I think I came across the the sub version. I was like, I think I was like, that was when I was like, wait, what? There's like Japanese. <laughs> I was like, was yeah, this yeah. like? I thought it was like originally English, and then I was like, oh, maybe like they like changed it to a Japanese. Thing, but then in reality it was mm. reverse um right 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 so interesting okay so then was that the reason you mentioned to why you took japanese oh i'm kind of because i loved watching anime growing up mm-hmm. and um let's see yeah i love watching anime growing up and i wanted to I really wanted to learn more about uh, Japanese culture. Oh. So that's why I took up uh, the language. I took up the class back in high school. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, finding my uh, major in college, I decided, all right, I'll continue it uh, throughout my college career. You know, that is such a funny story because um, that sounds very i mean that sounds very similar to um my experience with like japanese funnily enough and also like Mm. the reason i mean i took four years of japanese in high school and oh okay and it was also specifically because i loved anime as well (laughs) um so i i you know i loved anime i wanted to learn a little bit more 
about the language, and I thought it was always like such a nice sounding language. And I was like, okay, oh, like yeah, definitely, yeah. That's why I want to take it. So I took four years of it. You know, I took a little bit on. I took like an an AP Japanese course on my final year. Uh, oh, okay. And I was like, it was really fun. Like, well, it was fun, but then you know, towards the fourth year, I was starting to realize a little bit like. You know, with all the kanji, like kanji was always my weakest point, um, because there's mm. so many of them. Oh no, same, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, like, oh is. my god, yeah. and I always hated it when like I came across mm. like I just hated it so much when like you would try to read like something in Japanese, but then you just come across like a kanji that you just don't know, and you're just like, man, yeah. like it's just a roadblock every single time. Yeah. Um. But then, okay, so my experience in college was like, um, I was undeclared, didn't know what to do. So my first two years, oh, I took okay. Japanese because I was like, uh-huh. I loved learning Japanese in high school. You know, I want to mm-hmm. continue Japanese. And, um, and I did that. And after two years, um, you know, I was like, I was still undeclared. And I was just taking my GEs mm-hmm. and I only had Japanese. And so they were like, yeah. okay, so what do you want to do? Like, you know, my counselors, like, you have all this, like, you know, Japanese and Asian studies classes, like, you know, why don't you be, like, an Asian studies, like, you know, major kind of thing. Yeah. And for me, like, I was, like, like, I was always kind of, like, a science kid growing up. Uh-huh. So, um, I was, like, ah, like, I just, I was, like, I, I knew I wanted to be in, in some sort of science. So then even, I was, like, okay, like, I need to, like, figure out yeah something for science for me and so that direction took me into dietetics ultimately um oh um but definitely asian studies was like the kind of like the main thing that life was pushing me towards um Uh so it's kind of like interesting because then it's like seeing you is kind of like what i would have been if i i chose that direction um right kind of continue on with the job But, but but for me um I even knew then, like, I was reaching my upper limit with, with Japanese. I think in the, mm. I think in the, maybe it was the two, like, 300 class. Like, I think that it was a 300 class of Japanese. Okay. Where I was just like, okay, this is, like, this is progressing much further, like, much, like, faster than, mm. like, my current Japanese kid. Because once we were... Uh-huh tasked with writing like an essay in in japanese oh god um (laughs) i'm like okay that's uh that's when like my abilities not only like write but like i think like i'm not sure if it was like timed writing but it was something like some sort of like exam writing that i was just like oh yeah Uh, okay that's my limit (laughs) i'm like Mm. but so fascinating so so you took it and you completed it as a um I did. as a as major. My major so how was yep. that like you you were able to keep up with all the with all the material <laughs> more or less i'll say <laughs> i do sympathize with you i do agree that there are some times where it's like oh man like some of these are hard like some like writing essays or actually making a PowerPoint or like making a presentation in oh, Japanese, yeah. you know, 
but I mean, for my case, I did stick uh, with my classmates. I uh, got some help, you know. I um, asked them like here and there, like you know, if there's any like some concepts from parts of like an assignment I didn't understand, you know. Uh, we pretty much help each other out uh, for for the most part in the Japanese classes. That's super cool, man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, at least in my time there, yeah, the people... Yeah, I do agree. Mm -hmm. Oh, go ahead. Go oh. ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, yeah, no, I was just going to mention, like, the kind of the atmosphere uh, of the mm -hmm. Japanese classroom. Like, everyone there was, like, super nice, super polite. Um, mm -hmm. You know, just very, I just thought yeah. very Japanese-esque. I guess that's why everyone was, you know, there. <laughs> they took in a little bit of Japanese culture. Um, mm hmm yeah, so so that's super you know cool to hear the support you got for that. And I'll do say I'll do agree. Yeah, uh, kanji. I mean, I've yeah throughout the years I've learned. Um, I can recognize uh, a ton. I can kind of write still at least um, the basic kanji I could write. Some that are like it's more advanced. I just need to. Look look at it uh maybe for a good like a few seconds then i'll know like the stroke order still yeah but aside from kanji uh god honorifics <laughs> you know like kegel oh yeah that's <laughs> you have to change every word to its proper form and then add form mm -hmm. oh it's like a whole dimension like... yeah it is yeah and i'll say uh um like, it was actually useful later on, because I worked with Japan Airlines for a good time. Oh. Uh, most passengers, well, just like a little bit about it. Uh, of course, most of our passengers were Japanese, and of course, we had to cater to customers. And that's where, like, all right, I have my experience, my, I guess, uh, I guess knowledge in on a river form, or like using Kago. At least to speak with a few uh, passengers. Some were like, pretty lenient. Uh, like, was me okay? Not well. We're not using like honorifics, which is all right. That's like they're pretty chill. But of course, for the most part, uh, it is a Japanese company, and kind of to like use as much uh, what's it called. Uh, honorific form as much as possible. Right. Uh, but yeah, I do uh, agree. There are difficult concepts in the Japanese language that, like, it does take time to um, get uh, get proficient at. Right. Can you tell me mm. a little bit more on the the airline thing? Like, how did that start? <laughs> Uh, well, this was months after graduation. Mm -hmm. Um, I get a call or I get a message from my uncle saying that, uh, hey, if you are looking for a job, uh, Japan Airlines is hiring. Uh, notes, this was not direct hiring. Um, this was like for like kind of like an agency. Mm -hmm. They'll put you into, um, airlines based on like, 
experience or I guess interest, so to say. I got hired in this company and it took a couple of interviews, but I was able to land a job and I was able to get placed to work with um, Japan Airlines. Oh. Mm -hmm. And let's see. Funny enough, um, my very first day, I met, or I guess, I saw someone who I was familiar with because she also took the same classes I took, well, <laughs> almost all the same classes I took for my Japanese for Japanese class. Uh huh. So I was like, "Oh, surprise! Hello, <laughs> like, hello again." Like I, I wasn't really expecting uh, to see someone familiar. So but you, you... Uh, of course. But of course, uh, like it did help me like calm down my nerves, like being like the the new kid on the block, you know. Uh huh. Yeah. What What did you guys have to do there? Uh, for me, for mm -hmm. uh, for me, I was um starting off. I helped out uh passengers coming from Japan, like the uh, arriving passengers, uh, guiding them to the. It's called. It's not TSA. We don't call it TSA. Um, I guess passport checks. Hmm. Uh, guiding them to like where to go for passport check, as well as uh, uh, getting their bags, helping out any passengers who need to get their luggage, and then from there, after a good amount of time, I was trained to like do a ticket counter, uh, how like confirming their seats, uh, if they want to change their seats, we can like try to allocate or like switch people all around as much as we can and that uh was where most of my uh honorifics japanese language came to play um yeah so was that whole interaction in japanese like when you were behind? no like uh not entirely in japanese of course we had other passengers who weren't uh japanese natives or japanese speakers there were of course Americans, people from, um, let's see, all kinds of uh, nations, you know, all kinds of different passports going to Japan or like uh, going to Japan and like transferring over, especially like Filipinos too. There's like a stop um, there in Japan and they'll transfer over to another flight going to the Philippines. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. I've met, um, I think my cousin said it's uh said this to me like the best interactions with people is like strangers you know mm -hmm. like you'll learn a little bit about their story and you'll i guess it helps in a way well generally saying it helps like try to adapt to what person what kind of person they are and, like trying to adapt to their needs which is uh i guess was essential for the airline job mm -hmm. so that way like we would avoid uh, uh, as much trouble as much uh, problematic passengers <laughs> as possible right okay so you yeah. enjoy that experience in uh, in that airport job? totally yeah uh-huh i honestly i would have like uh continued on but 
of course, with this past uh, or I guess this current pandemic. Um, well, at the time the whole lockdown started, uh, we've been getting, of course, few flights. Uh, we've been getting few flights, and we've been cutting down on uh, employees, cutting down on people. And eventually, uh, April, beginning of April of last year, mm -hmm. uh, was when I got a letter saying that I'm furloughed until further notice. Oh, wow. They didn't, yeah, with a furlough, you would expect like a return date, but literally the letter said until further notice. Oh. Uh, months later, yeah, months later in the um, year, I think September was when they said, yeah, they're like finally cutting me off. Oh, wow. So I'm like kind of bummed about it at the time, but. I was like, yeah, at the same time, though. Uh, at the same time, I was like, all right, I basically have more time to myself. I see. And plus, yeah, and plus, I kind of thought as well, like, maybe the airport at the time, uh, I guess it's not a good place to work at at the moment because of the whole pandemic. You know, going around. I see. What 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 do you yeah. think about like um? I guess uh, uh, future wise, in terms of like the Japanese, do you think it's like you'll still be looking for like careers in it, or like do you think you'll just kind of be mm. utilizing it like when you can? That's a good question, honestly. Uh... Well, at the moment, I'll utilize it whenever I can. Mm -hmm. But if there's a chance that um, uh, I do want to uh, do something like with it, then maybe I'll take it up. I'll take up that opportunity. Mm -hmm. Maybe with a small Japanese company or... I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's... I know, it... Yeah, it's a. It does kind of what's it called. It's not hard to think about, but uh -huh. it's just like there's still opportunities with it. But at the same time, I. Uh, I guess. I. Can't uh, be rusty about it. I can't. See about my. Uh, I guess. Speaking this, uh, the agency that I do, they're looking for people uh, to hire again. And my uncle, the same, same uncle that I mentioned, he said that they will hire me back. But I'm like, Did I go back? So did I go back and kind of deal with all this, all that stuff again? Mm hmm. Nah, but like that's something. That's something for me. Like I'll eventually decide. Um. Uh, yeah. Going back, to, but to answer your question, I think I 
mentioned already, I'll utilize my Japanese uh, skills uh, whenever I can. Okay. Cool, cool. Um, let's see. So what are you, um, like, doing nowadays um, after that, uh, I guess... I guess post like the airport job and I guess during mm. COVID and I guess, and I'll, I mean, I guess we're back in COVID times, I guess. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I know I did say that I got furloughed. Mm-hmm. Um, well not furloughed or I, uh, laid off technically. Um, another friend hit me up about uh, working at a sushi restaurant mm. and that's where um, I kind of use my Japanese uh, speaking skills there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least just for like a few of the staff there. Uh, a few of the staff and a few of the customers. Of course, the majority of uh, the restaurant customers were all like English speaking. Mm-hmm. And I think you're familiar with uh, Sushi West. I don't actually. Really? Okay, really? I mean, uh-huh. it is a sushi restaurant in Long Beach. Oh. And uh, so, like on Atlantic and Carson, hmm. yeah, Atlantic and Carson. Um, so like after the airport, I stayed. I worked at that restaurant for a good six months, mm-hmm. and I use, like I said, I use a little bit of my uh, Japanese speaking uh, over there, mm-hmm. and it was like well. It was definitely a different experience than the airport, I'll say. Like, there's, like, working food service, I'll say, is, um, well, at one part, it's daunting. Like, um, you have to make sure orders are correct. Um, let's see. You can't keep the customers waiting. And all that stuff, like, working cashier. Um, let's see. Working cashier. Uh, not cooperating, but collaborating or like making sure the orders are food orders are correct. Mm-hmm. And at the and at one point, I was like taking stock of inventory, mm-hmm. like making sure things we have we're stocked up on supplies and whatnot. Uh, coworkers there are pretty chill, though. I'll say that was like uh, says I'd say it's more it was much more chill than the airports, right? Yeah. So what happened after six months? After six months, I was like, yeah, uh, I was like, I just say, I'm done. I'll, <laughs> I'll stop at that point. It's like, I want to do, you know, look for other opportunities, other like places to work at. Mm-hmm. What and, was your uh, Yeah. Uh, and I was like, okay, maybe I'll look into like other customer service places because there's like um there's a marriott and a residence in close to where i live now here in torrance mm-hmm. i figured all right i'll still continue with uh customer service but in a more i guess i guess more formal setting because the marriott is like you know a hotel or just like something closer like another place to work at close here and then I found out this, um, I guess, 
this one spot in Delamo. It's uh, it's a game spot or like a, a board game toy um, toy store in Delamo Mall called the Game Chest. Uh huh. And they were at the time they were opening up a new store like next door for pets, a pet store. Uh huh. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, they were kind of looking for uh, uh, photographers because they were setting up a, a mini studio for like pet photography. Oh. Uh, so I sent my application and resume to them. I technically I kind of turned in my two weeks, but it was actually more like a one month notice to the restaurant saying that hey at this day uh well i'll be leaving you know so i let's see i kept in good terms with the restaurant uh told them i'll be leaving at this day and then summon my resume to uh the pet store called pet centric mm -hmm. you know and so i got i basically got the job uh i Kind of knew someone there that helped me get the job oh, okay. uh, over at the uh, Lamo Mall. Very nice. Mm -hmm. So, from using my Japanese language skills and going over to my camera photography skills for work. Right. And mm -hmm. and so is that where you currently work at? Yes, yeah, yes. Uh, kind of like a cashier uh, at the moment, but hopefully later on this month mm -hmm. we'll begin start uh, Like I've been like it's been nearly more than a month since I've started. I honestly thought we'd be like starting immediately. Uh -huh. But no, there's like some forms that need to be like filled out or like forms we need to create for the customers and just to make sure things, uh, there won't be any problem or like uh, we have to make like price packages as well. Uh, so there's like a lot uh, behind the scenes, a lot before we're starting, starting it up. But I am uh, excited to... Uh, Finally, use uh, I guess use a camera, use my photography skills at work. Right, that that would be sounds really cool. Um, pet photography, yeah, because like, yeah. I mean, pets are just generally damn cute. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are. they totally are. Fascinating, fascinating. Okay, what about a little bit on um. So, for you, Marvin, is there, like, something that's kind of, like, uh, like, a, like a dream job or, like, a, something where it's, like, this is me. Like, this is what I want. Mm -hmm. And, like, if I were, like, in this, you know, if I, if I were this, then, like, that is where I'd be most, like, you know, like, me and, like, completely, like, satisfied with it right right man that is like 
a good question, I'll say.、Mm-hmm. Definitely that the one that will, I guess that that will hit me at the moment because all the stuff that I talked about with like, well, military, Japanese photography. Uh, before, of course, I wanted to yeah join the military. I wanted to join the air force, but uh, at the moment, I've no interest yet. Uh, rather like I guess my interest has changed. I do want to join, but but I feel like there's, I guess, things as a civilian or like stuff that I want to do before I actually join. And my mom's been telling me like,、uh, join reserves instead. You know, that too is also is also an option. Still holding on、uh, to that, so I'm holding it off.、Mm-hmm. But there's like some stuff that I want to enjoy before I hit that.、Uh, if I were to join the military, yeah.、Um, I know definitely I wanted to.、Um, Use my Japanese, and I did minor in IT, so like a little bit of、um, coding. So maybe I was like thinking, maybe I'll、uh, kind of like use coding and use some of my Japanese at like、um, kind of like a it's called IT company or like a IT service.、Mm-hmm. Uh. And、then there's photography. Now, I do want to travel for uh, like around. I would love to travel for work, especially.、Mm. And and I would also like to use photography while I travel around. <laughs> This is interesting. This is also pretty recent, but my the same cousin where he told me like. Interactions with strangers are like the best interactions out there. The same cousin、uh, told me that, hey, if you decide to go to continue with the airport, if you become,、um, I guess, what was that, one of the、uh, air crew or joining like、uh, even with like just customer service at the ticket counter with another airline. You can still travel. He told me this. He could still travel and do photography as a side gig.、Mm. And that's something I guess I would like to do. You know, travel for work, but then also do photography as my side hustle as well. Right. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So. So the prospect of joining、uh, the military is that is that like a how long of an endeavor is be, is is that kind of like a lifelong commitment kind of thing? Do you think, or do you、mm. think that's like、uh, you join it and then you do it for a certain amount of time and then you go back to civilian life, or、uh, it's yes and yes. I'll say.、Um, I know my dad did twenty years in the service, and he retired after that.、Uh, you could take that route, or you can just do a certain amount of years, 
and then go back to civilian life. Which, like, honestly, I'm I'm all for it. It's just I'm not. Um, I feel like I'm not ready for that just yet. Right. Fascinating. Fascinating. Mm. Hmm. So. <laughs> this is really this is like an interesting thing this uh this military kind of uh route that you're considering mm -hmm. hmm right because like when you're in the military i mean a lot of things changes you know you're a lot of things change like um so hmm do you, do you think that weight <laughs> <clears throat> like cuz I'm interested in like psychology. Um oh, okay. And uh and you know I'm always thinking about like and my thing has always been like how do I unlock like people's like help people unlock their potential. Mm, yeah. Um that's always been my thing cuz I always think like people are so interesting. I I think that every single person is so unique and like there's so mm -hmm. much they you know if they're put in the right um you know if they can like gather all the things that like um would lead to like a good you know a relatively good life for them and like mm -hmm. what could they do like what like just thinking about what they could do is like the part that really gets me because it's like you don't know because it's like unlimited yeah you know, and, and 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 so when I look at that, what well, at least what I'm observing here about the uh, about the military thing, that's an interesting um, <clears throat> uh, that's an interesting concept. Like, how does that weigh on your mind a little bit? Like, because I could definitely see like you know if you do come from like a you know a family that has a you know military background, um, mm. that how that could weigh on your you know on your mind but also like you know your decision makings like yeah does that weigh on you a lot kind of well that's mm, in a way I, I do think about it like let's say if i were to um i think to myself if i were to join now uh, of course i'll be leaving a lot of things behind mm -hmm. or at least I'll leave, uh, like postpone things until I'm either get back or if I'm once I'm done. Of course, if I join, uh, well, there's family. That's one thing, you know. Um, like sure, sure, like I'll leave my uh, immediate family behind, but I know for a fact they'll be proud of me once I complete training and then once i'm like officially sworn in the military yeah there is that uh there's of course friends and like essentially like i won't be seeing them for a while but i'm already we're kind of already doing that with this whole pandemic situation mm -hmm. um and even aside from that of course we'll just like i can like say hi or like message them from time to time see how they're doing um there's also the the thing about uh 
essentially traveling too, but of course, like transferring from one base to another. Um, I mean, hey, uh, I did mention that traveling, yeah, traveling while I work. Mm -hmm. Um, personally, for me, though, it's like. I do question, like, why haven't I started that beforehand? Why haven't I joined already? Uh, it's just, uh, all I got to say is just um, more personal uh, things that, uh, that have kept me from joining. I'll keep it at that. Right. Okay. Is there a hmm. possibility that... Or do you believe that there's a possibility that you'll like, n like, never join? And like, if you find something that you really like, wanted to do instead. Oh, so if I see what you mean, so yeah, um, dang, yeah. If I found something else that I really love that I do want want to commit to it, it can be a possibility that's what's it called i might not join or rather i might not go in as active like mm -hmm. active duty again I, I could still join as a as a reserve um as a reservist like air force reserve like if they call me they'll call me when they need me you know? i'll still get all the training i'll still get I guess, yeah, training uh, once a month. I think that's how it, they do that if I'm uh, in the reserves. Of course, I'll still get the uniform. Uh, but if they call me, if they need me, then of course, yeah. Uh, it's not that I'm, uh, let's see. Man, yeah, like, um, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure it'll still be in the mind. It'll still be in my mind. It'll uh -huh. still be under consideration. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I see. Okay, that's at least there's a. Uh... Um, it seems like that option is viable as well. Um, mm -hmm. because like, it's interesting. Um. Yeah, I'm always, you know, interested in, like, what is, uh, you know, I'm always interested in the concept of, like, better, like, a better future, like, yeah. imagining a better future for oneself, because, mm -hmm. you know, I think that we're so busy, and sometimes, I guess we just don't think about, like, how our lives could be better. Um, I think that mm. sometimes we kind of get you know we uh you know we get comfortable and like we get used to like our you know our situation and that's fine if like it really is like you're okay with that but a lot of the times like um i find that like people are unhappy with where they're at um yeah you know from just like their own opinion like they're like oh yeah i don't like this about my life they don't like like you know this about my life but then I, I find that they, like, 
you know, sometimes, I mean, sometimes you have to really sort between, like, the daily, between, like, the daily annoyances and then, like, the, <clears throat> the, but the true, like, um, like, the true grievances about one's life that is really, like, a problem <clears throat> that is creating them, like, unhappiness like really unhappy because i see that because i feel that if they don't do anything about it and they continue these habits 20 30 years down the line because they don't think of it as a problem then i'm mm -hmm. like how much of like your life was spent unhappy like uh... voluntarily because uh, you didn't you know imagine how life could be better like we we know how life can is like not is how life is making us feel like but we don't sometimes take the time to be like okay how can life be better for me i see so essentially like kind of kind of like a self-evaluation yeah right? yeah because like i feel that like you know Life is so interesting because it's like you don't have to be stuck. Mm -hmm. Exactly, yeah. Like you don't have to be like you don't have to be where you're at. Like if you've if if you've observed yourself and you know you've taken note of like okay this part of my life is not working for me. Like mm -hmm. this part of my life is contributing to like a big like a a big part of my suffering. Like mm -hmm. so what would life look like if it were better like if if i took the notion that okay i have control over certain parts of my life mm. how would i arrange my life so that i would be in a better spot so that i would have less suffering than i do now and i think that type of conversation like you know leads to transformation uh, uh you know basically mm -hmm. where from where you're suffering you know because everyone is suffering to a certain degree um and and to start that conversation to imagine how life could be better because it starts from there so that mm -hmm. when you start that imagination process then you're like okay yeah i agree i don't like that in my life you know i don't like that certain aspect so then you right. can you know, work to to get your life better so that you l suffer less. Because when mm. you suffer less, the people around you suffer less because now you're in a better... Yeah. You can help them more. Mm -hmm. And then if you help the people around you, then ultimately they can help the people that, you know, they know better. And ultimately you change your community and then you uh -huh. change the world. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's yeah. and it yeah. all starts from you mm -hmm. um okay and so it's you know i mean my the whole reason uh i just bring this up is just because i thought that was a very uh you know some people kind of uh yeah like i said like they don't have that conversation so i just wanted to like you know mm. peek, like kind of like poke around a little bit with the military idea about oh. like um you know just how much like you know it weighs on you like and you know like um 
and yeah but i mean it seems like you know you're mm. you know you have a good mind about it and you you know you're considering different aspects of it so that's good yeah I mean, like, uh-huh. if i were to add it's like i guess it was my mindset or my thinking at the time when i really wanted to join is that i what's it called i mean um ultimately i love helping out people you know i um, uh, i like to help out people whenever i can however i can and like you know military like joining the air force is like Uh, uh, thing where I can try to help out, um, you know, help out people out there in need while serving, you know, while serving the country. I know this does, it does sound patriotic about that, but yeah, it's like essentially, uh, my long term goal, uh, I just want to help out people in my own way, you know, whether it be joining military doing customer service or uh just being behind the camera helping uh helping out people cosplayers uh get good photos or rather getting like capturing their memories of like wearing wearing a certain costume or being at a certain event you know Okay. Yeah. Um how would you say like um how would you say like how are you how are you like at this current at this current point in like your journey I guess through life? Like um are you kind of like I Are you hopeful? Are you um, pessimistic? Are you mm. about the future? I guess like what the future holds um, for uh, you. Okay. So for my future, um, I want to say that yeah, I'm I'm still hopeful that I'm. No, there's opportunities out there. There's more doors opening out there for me it's just uh what's it called it is my decision or like my choice to uh my journey to find that right door uh, choose that right uh one uh what's it called to so that way i could well become a better me become a better version of myself and i do have plans like the plan at the same time i want to like just uh let's see see how what life uh where life will take me where it leads me and hopefully uh i am hopeful and i'm positive that it will lead me to um the right direction very nice very nice you know one of the uh well let me think so 
Well, one of the things I, I like to think about is I, I like to think of life in rewind. Um, so I'm thinking like there's mm. always that interesting concept of like when you're on your like deathbed at you know whenever, uh, whenever that is like near the end of your life like you're you know you're on your bed and you only have you know you know only if mm-hmm. you know few you know only a limited amount of time left un- uncertain amount of time left you look back in your life. And like, what do you want to be remembered for? Oh, wow. Hmm. I don't think I've ever been asked this question before. <laughs> yeah. I'll, be, I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's, that's a really deep cut right there, I'll say. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Um, I, I, only, I only like that question because, you know, once you're at the end of your line you start to consider what is it that what is important um what is truly important i find is 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 when you're at the end of your road and you're looking mm-hmm. back and you're trying to think of like what is it that you want people to remember you by your family like your friends like the people mm-hmm. close to you the people that love you like what is it like i find that like People, the typical people's answer is not like the type of car that you have or the type of house that you have. Uh-huh. I find that that's not really what is most important, you know, to them in terms of like mm. how they want to be remembered by. It's something else, like yeah, it goes beyond all. I guess. Yeah, it does go beyond owning like, um, like this like a nice car or like owning a certain house. Like you said, yeah, it's not. What was that? What is that word? It's um, materialistic. It goes yeah, it goes beyond materialistic things. Mm-hmm. And and of course, uh, you want to be remembered by. I'll say, uh, let's see. Generally speaking. Uh, people want to be remembered by their actions, like what they have done, what they've contributed to family or community, you know? Mm-hmm. But what do you want to be remembered by? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. I think it's back to me. Nice. nice. <laughs> um, well, I mean, that, I mean, I kind of I, I kind of did answer my well the question there I want to be remembered by what uh what I've done like all the good uh all the good contributions to friends families my community like all that uh, uh however I can like I just you know like it's called Definitely want to be remembered as someone who is hardworking, uh, who isn't uh, called selfish, who isn't uh, uh, well, who can like contribute portion of their time to help out uh, someone, a group of people, a community, like 
anyway, anyhow. I see. And I guess, I guess in the in more specific communities, I guess it's. I say this that I don't want to. Um, I don't want, I guess, a lot of followers or rather like I post up photos of my work. I don't do that to gain followers. I'm there to post up, you know, my work. And if if people like it, then they like it. Yeah. I don't like because for me, what am I gonna do with a bunch of followers, you know, that's um what's it called? Uh, like the thousands of followers. I what's it called? Um I'm not to be like famous, like high up there famous. Remember me of my uh of the unique work I put out there. Right, I'm sorry, you cut off there a little bit towards the end. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. It's a little bit laggy, but I can still understand you most of the time. Um, yeah. Okay, okay. Essentially, I'm not looking for. I'm not looking to be famous. Uh, but I want. I do want to be remembered. Um, uh, by my unique work amongst my uh. Uh, a small friends. Yeah. Uh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I heard. I heard. I heard the. I heard that part. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it it is getting a little bit laggy though, <laughs> but I think that just it might be my connection or something. Um, uh, I guess. Oh yeah. Let's see. Let me make sure. Cause I um, I think that should be good. Or oh, it's like I see it's kind of jumping um uh, left and right. Yeah, it is jumping a little bit, but. I think uh I think we can try to make do. <laughs> okay, okay. That's probably the one thing uh I'm I'm trying to avoid throughout this uh this talk here, like losing connection or like disconnecting or like lag. <laughs> right. It's okay. Most most of it was pretty understandable. Um, all right, all right. Yeah, so fascinating, Marvin. Fascinating. You know, at this current juncture, <laughs> with your, uh, you know, in your life, it definitely seems like a, just like it seems like you're just at the starting point. You know, you're just like at the very, very beginning, uh, and that's really exciting. You know, to to kind of see, or it's because you have so much to do. Like so much left to mm -hmm. 
you know, to, to contribute to the communities that you you, you spoke about there. Um, mm. And, I mean, from the work that I've seen already, from the photography that, you know, you already have done, I mean, it looks amazing already. Like, the memories that you captured, like, that's, like, super cool already. Mm. And, uh, you know, I'm looking very much to see, like, all your future work and... Uh, and uh yeah about the followers that's interesting um you know yeah i i think that i don't know i i like what you're doing i like what you're doing and and i and mm -hmm. i do hope that like um you know you get to you get opportunities open and those doors open for you like you were talking about earlier about you know things in photography things in in travel so that uh you can explore those aspects of yourself you know uh -huh. you know properly and fully and see like okay like is this something like i want to do and if it is a positive experience then you know i hope that you're able to continue that definitely yeah or change it and then see you know what like you said like see where <laughs> see where life takes you kind of thing mm -hmm. oh, that is fascinating huh okay yeah i mean so we went over the photography things um we went over the anime a little bit uh with the japanese uh portion um and uh kind of like your life uh also the maybe the influences of the of the uh prospect of the military life in there as well and uh yeah i think i'm okay to leave it at that yeah, yeah. for the moment um yeah can, can you still hear me marvin <laughs> All right then, yeah. I mean, okay, yeah, I can still hear you. Okay. Hold on, I think it's like kind of okay. Yeah, it's like it's kind of yeah, kind of dig lag a little bit, but I I can still hear you. Okay, that's good. That's good, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. So I I think that's that's where I'm gonna leave it off for now. Um. Okay then. That's a really interesting, you know, point. I you know it was hilarious that I was wrong. <laughs> That I thought that we were first, uh, we knew each other in high school because it just seems uh -huh. like like I've known you for so long. Like at least I've known you for hmm. like known of your existence for so long. Um, but but yeah, I guess we only did meet meet at CSOB. But I'm glad we did because I'm definitely glad as well. Yeah. Yeah, like it's uh, you know, like you said, like the one of the reasons why you know you were one of the people I actually brought the whole concept of like this podcast to. Hmm. Um, and when it was when I was just first starting out, and it was because, like, you were like one of those people. Like, I I really love the um, just. I don't know, like, you seem like a very, like, community-oriented person, just because, like, I saw you all the time, like, in, in the cosplay community. Uh-huh. You know, and also, like, with my friends, like, you know, Lovely and, and John, like, 
and and also like you know like I, I, Jonathan Beltran. Uh huh. And always around you know like my kind of circle of friends and also like in the anime Japanese like you know very like, a lot of common interests there. Um, but yeah, so you're always so interesting to me. Like you know, um, with the with the photography and and uh, you know and all that it just it spurred a lot of like entrepreneurial like spirit like at least i i noticed mm. that um uh-huh. you know you trying to do your own thing and like you know doing this whole like photography thing i was just like you know what you know like i i love that like i i love the confidence that and that is suit like you know shows and i wanted to do a little bit you know on my own thing as well like and so i started mm-hmm. this podcast and and uh yeah, I mean, you were yeah. like I said, one of the reasons why this podcast exists. Uh, just uh, hey, yeah, no, like you're super, you know, super interesting person. Super, uh, you know, the work that you do inspired me uh, to do, yeah, to do this stuff, man. So thank you for like everything that you you do, man. You, you do great. Hey, I'm glad to hear. I'm really glad to hear, Gabriel. And that's right. Yeah, I think what what ago you did reach out to me about yeah like you starting your own podcast mm-hmm. see we talked a little bit it's about like let me try to find it so i know it was like um hold on it's like yeah definitely about equipment what's to um uh where is it yeah yeah like streaming either on Twitch or like uploading on YouTube and then having like the whole yeah hardware especially no yeah exactly yeah yeah like um I uh-huh yeah again I am real glad that uh, you did uh, reach out to me uh with your idea and I'm what's it called? Uh, and here we are now. You are, yeah, we're having this talk finally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I, uh, you know, I'm happy that you know we were able to finally like do this. Um, you know, I, you know, I have. It's been an interesting journey through the podcast. Um, um, mm. it's always a pleasure to to talk to whoever's on the other side of the camera. Um. Or other side of the screen and but i'm happy that i was finally able to uh get you on here and get a little bit on on your story and and your journey through life man thank you thank you yeah so i, I always say like i would love to you know get a follow-up video uh follow-up podcast episode kind of like see like your progression <laughs> you know from where you know at this current point in time um to to whenever the next time we were able to kind of sit down and talk about like what mm-hmm. happened since the last time we talked basically <laughs> um because i'm sure i'm down for it yeah yeah man like i'm always like i want to i want to hear about like you know all the all the conventions all the new you know cosplays you got to you know uh take photos for um how that pet photography mm-hmm. went <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, maybe 
you know about the military your thoughts on it how it transformed like you know and stuff like that that would be super interesting oh yeah i'd be glad to uh share um that continuation of my story here on uh, your podcast yeah man you're an interesting guy man you're uh mm -hmm. <laughs> thank you thank you yeah like there's a i mean there's a reason why uh you know people you know are uh just you know like attracted to your to your uh presence you know your aura like there's a uh, your, your desire to help people um i'm sure like people can see that and like can really like and just and really like that about you and uh yeah and mm. so that's super cool and and i hope that uh you can uh find the correct combination of uh of uh outlets to uh to complete that goal of yours to to help, yeah to pursue for for other people or to help other yeah. people of course yeah yeah man that's cool man so how can the viewers uh find you marvin and, and your work all right all right so for for the listeners out there um uh, you can definitely find me on most social media i'm on instagram and twitter uh both instagram and twitter at marv m-a-r-v underscore h-d-l-g as well as if you want to well that's for my like irl like uh daily life stuff but if you do want to uh find my work that's gonna be both instagram twitter that's gonna m-a-r-t-h zero five zero eight again like m as in mike a-r-t-h zero five zero eight there you guys go that's where you're gonna find all of marvin's um photography uh where you can find marvin himself uh on those social media platforms all right any yep. final thoughts marvin mm -hmm. before we uh wrap up the episode here i gotta say thank you for having me for your podcast uh really glad that we were able to like sit down just Finally, like you said <laughs> earlier, finally had like a full conversation, and then uh, I, man, I enjoy it. I really enjoy it, and looking forward to, uh, I guess, following it up or like if you want to touch up on any more parts, uh, more I guess interesting points of my story or my life. Yeah, one hundred percent. I'm glad that you know you 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 liked it. Um, you know, I I think I um. You know, I think I could have definitely touched a lot more on on on, on different aspects, and uh, I was looking at the clock. I was like, "Wow, like the time is flying by," <laughs> and like I feel like I haven't like covered yeah. like the things I, you know, all the things. And but but yeah, like you said, the prospect of a future episode it sounds really cool, man. You you're a great guest, and uh, I'm sure the the viewers enjoyed your story, man. Thank you. <laughs> All right, you guys. So that's my episode here. That'll be the 
the end of the 17th episode of the Gabriel podcast with Marvin Hidalgo here. I hope you guys enjoyed his story and um, I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. So see you guys later. Bye. See you later.